welcome back to the forge guys will here and uh it's been a while you know mainly it's not our fault this whole thing called social distancing it had this issue to where we couldn't necessarily podcast because we're well within the six foot range we already used that line in our last podcast remember we did yeah really (laughs) geez i don't remember that at all three months since our last podcast wow it's been that while well (laughs) that's what happens anyhow there's been a lot of things going on COVID 19 has been rampant i don't know if it's even a thing and then of course we have the whole riots which leads us to today's conversation it's how does life how does the daily like just effects really affect our business the daily effects daily how effects. does the the daily the effects. mass hysteria of affect our daily life life mm-hmm. affect marketing yeah it's a great question it's been massive i mean we've taken a pretty big hit um but in a very interesting way it's not that it's been necessarily bad we've just had to adapt and that's kind of something we've talked about many times before is being able to adapt because the ones that can adapt are the ones that will actually thrive and survive well and diversification because Mm. you know a good chunk of our non-gun clients non-gun manufacturer clients cut their budgets pretty substantially you know one of them one of our bigger ones cut it by 70 percent. 70 percent whereas that was a tough one that was a tough phone call you know and they're like hey um we have two options here we can let you guys go we don't want to let you go but you know we've taken a big hit so you want to take a hit with us and we can pay you 70% less for the same amount of work. And I mean, what do you say? What do you say? Except, all right, let's do it together. On the flip side, you know, and this is where our diversification of clientele comes into play. The gun industry is exploding. Some of our clients are literally doing 500% Mm -hmm. more in sales per month right now, which is insane most most of our clients have already hit their yearly expected revenue and it's it's halfway through the year yeah it's wild and you know what i'm gonna go off topic here for a second because it's not really off topic but the fact that you know many many of our clients are really in the firearms industry um you know we've seen this all the time people were always all about gun rights and you know laws how to own a gun and buy a gun and all these situations background checks which are great listen all those things are wonderful things but there there came a point to where you know there was a lot in place certain states had certain laws and regulations to what it required to purchase and own a gun if you're you know a legal citizen and you weren't a felon and all these things all good things all perfect but it was very intriguing because once all this shit started happening, the people that were like really, really, you know, against guns and, you know, just didn't understand the concept of guns. They were the first ones to say, well, why can't I have a gun? I, I, I need a gun. You mean, wait, you're telling me I can't just go on Amazon and type in a Gluk and get a Gluk 4962 and have it shipped to my house? And they're like, well, what happened? And then everyone's like, well, what do you mean what happened? You guys were lobbying for these laws where you can't own a gun, even if you're a law-abiding, legal a citizen that has never done harm to anyone. You still can't necessarily have a gun in a period of time because you have set forth all these insane laws, like in Jersey. It's crazy. But, but Will, Will, I need yes. to protect my family. No, well, you can't anymore. There's all these riots outside. Well, I need a gun matter. right now. Well, hey, listen... <laughs> That's not going to happen. You got to wait, what, right. 12 days or whatever it is? And, you know, there? listen, at the end of the day, you can only have two in the clip. 
in so, the clip. In the clip. So if you put if you put four in the clip, you're done. It's over. It's game over. You know, that's it. You're you're going to jail for 44, 44 years. But but on the flip side, um, okay, now we're gonna go off topic because now I'm getting a little aggravated oh, about boy. the gun laws of how it's treated. But the point is this, you know. Everyone goes to an extreme in certain situations. And then when the time comes, our basic rights, our basic needs are, you know, in jeopardy. Everyone's kind of on the same board. Everyone's like, okay, well, we should at least have a shotgun. You know, because I remember back in the day, you can go to Walmart and buy a shotgun. Yep. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You go showing your local ID. You're of age. You don't have any problems. Not anymore. I don't think you can buy a BB gun anymore. I don't know. I, I know Dick's Sporting Goods took out, especially locally, they took out any firearms. Yeah, I was Dick's over there is, the other day. You know what Dick's is? They're a big dad. Big, they're a big bag of dicks. <laughs> uh, oops, I got to stop slamming the table. See, you told me I wouldn't do that. Uh, and that's and literally you, what I first just thing did. You did. First yep. thing I did. But anyhow, so that's a big part of today's topic. Um, you know, the effectiveness of the riots and COVID-19, which we're not going to get into the political side of that because I don't... Did. No, I don't think I got the political. There's no political. We're just talking about you know, r- rules and regulations of basic humans of how, you know, people from one side to another. You know, the political side would be the lobbyists and the agendas and all that other things, well, which that's not what we're going to talk about. And let, I don't care about that because I don't know enough about it. Let's talk about now that we're, I, I don't know, I guess technically we're still in a pandemic, but the rest of the world doesn't really seem to to notice at this point but let's talk about how wait 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 what do you mean the rest of the world doesn't seem to notice all those or the rest of the country all those people rioting and well yeah. you mean the tran- oh you mean okay so what you're like saying the is the transition from covid-19 stay in your house wear yeah. a mask <laughs> you know the whole world is in a total shit the show ending, right. right just kind of like the black plague <laughs> can we just can we just Tell you that for one second. So Ben and I went noodling uh, two weeks ago, which, by the way, was an amazing situation. Um, you can find our links on Forge Relations. I literally shoved my hand into a catfish's mouth, and it bit me. A lot of a lot of fun. But on our way down there, we uh, we listened to some podcasts, and one of them I can't remember the name of the gentleman, but it was great. It was about history, and one of the biggest parts was history in uh, diseases and pandemics. And I'm sure you guys are familiar with the Black Plague. And we come to find out a lot of facts about the Black Plague that two-thirds of the European population was killed. That, that's mind-boggling. Two-thirds of the population was killed? Those like, were, the, yeah, some of the... And that was some of the guesstimations, you know, right. And they're, they're saying it could have been half. Okay, fine. Let's go to half. One of every, or one of two. So me that's, or you is dead. That's crazy. That is so crazy. Half the population. And that's conservative. The two thirds is like, you know. That was a more liberal. Right. Kind of. So the half, that's wild to me. Now we look at COVID-19 and what we have 100,000 dead. It's like 0.004 death rate or something like that. And I'm not downplaying it. I'm not saying I'm not going to be all wild and crazy and saying it's made up. Do I think they knew it was coming? Yes. Do I think they kind of used it for some things? Yes. Um, you know, we knew, of course, it's like anything else. Okay. Uh, in our world, military, we get night vision goggles. I'm gonna make a very simple example of this. We get night vision goggles that are passed down before we even know they exist. As there's a civilian, a, you mean. right. As a civilian, there's, there's generation seven that the military has now 
We have no idea this stuff exists. And then three years later, we'll get the Gen 7 going, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. Oh, my God, technology. But yet they already had it for three years. So the point is they knew it was coming. I think there was a lot of businesses that knew it, come, that knew it were coming, especially like Lowe's and Home Depot, the rap bastards, which, by the way, I love those two places. But, you know, the fact that they could have stayed open the entire time during this whole pandemic and mom and pop stores had to close. And that's what gets us back to this point. A lot of our smaller clients, they had to be, they had to close their doors. They didn't have the option. They couldn't say, well, we'll put up barriers or we'll put up a sticker on the ground that says, follow this route and stay six feet apart. They weren't given that option. And one in particular that really upset me and hit home is one of our clients in New Jersey. Now, New Jersey right now at the moment, they are still in the heart of it. They are still pretty much completely shut down. They're in like phase two. And I think um, they're just beginning to open outdoor seating. And- right. Like it's, it's wild. Um, and they're, they happen to be a gun range. And they employ, I think, like 30 or 40 people. So it's a fairly large business. Uh, a lot of people rely on that source of income to you know pay for their family and support, support their family, I should say. Um, and they're still shut down. Now, they've been able to, at this point, open up the gun store inside, but they can't have the gun range. Now, I visited there during the pandemic. How dare you? I know. Tell me about it. Where's your Um, mask? But my point to saying this is you walk into Lowe's, right? You walk into Home Depot. Sure. There's people congregating over the box of screws or, you know, you have the 70-year-olds that are, they have their annual meeting over the plants. The plant department and the mulch department in Home Depot and Lowe's is wild. I mean, it is wild. Don't forget your barbecue. Right. What did you buy two weeks ago? I did. I bought a, I bought a new barbecue. A new grill. A new grill. Yeah. new grill. But I mean, I was simple. I'm in and out, you know? Now, these people, they're having, they're like having a whole hoot and holler sitting on the furniture, like, you know, nothing, no big deal. But then you go down the street to like, you know, Joe's hardware store, it's just closed forever for business because we weren't allowed to open our doors. Yep. I don't. I don't understand. I, I don't. I don't get that. It doesn't make any sense. So you're telling me if you're a publicly traded company and you have a lot of money and you can put money into people's pockets, you can stay open. Uh. Oh, I see. Exactly. Yes, I was being sarcastic. I was kind of leading towards that because it's it's heartbreaking. But anyhow, so the gun store they're still closed down. The range cannot be open, but they can sell guns. Um, so I guess it's a plus in some sense, but to me, the whole thing doesn't make sense. Um, it has affected our business and I'm sure it's affected a lot of you guys out there the way you've lived life. Uh, I know a lot of people have gone on unemployment, which that's what brings up a whole nother issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Mimi, she, uh, she had a second job too with us. She got unemployment. She's one of our account managers. Yep. And, uh, you know, a lot of our, our work slowed down. Of course, we don't want to let her go. We don't want to say, hey, you know, no problem. But it's like you got to struggle to find and keep people busy. But then you have the other half that went, well, unemployment's great. So you're telling me I can just collect more money I was making working, sit at home, do whatever I want to do and do nothing and get a paycheck? Sounds a little fishy. And now all of a sudden we have these crazy <laughs> riots. That once again, gun sales have went, poof, which is great. I'm not going to complain. It's just, it's wild out there. So, I mean, you know, we would love to 
sit here and talk all about this over and over and over, but at the end of the day, none of that matters because we're really here to talk about how it affects the day-to-day and, of course, the day-to-day to a marketing firm and a business. And um, it has. But here's the key. We've kind of made it through it. We had to sit there. We had to figure out what to do. And on top of that, I think it was a great situation for Ben and I because in certain situations, and this has happened to us a couple couple of times, we get into a groove, we get into a routine, we have some clients, we feel good. Then we become very complacent. That's not the right word. Yes, it is. Comfortable. Comfortable. And we don't strive for more. Routine. Routine, right. And at the end of the day, you know, the biggest part about business is always growing that business. And if you don't have a fire under your ass, you kind of forget to, you know, you're kind of not motivated as much. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, this was a huge motivator. And it was a huge motivator for us to look internally at ourselves. And it gave us time to, what did we do? We redid our website. Mm-hmm. We worked on a lot of our own marketing material. I mean... We became our own best clients because, right. you know, we that's where we had to... Fo- I think we had about two weeks of downtime where we were kind of just... Didn't work too much, took it really easy. That was early on in this whole ordeal and then we kind of put our heads down and probably worked harder than we have in a while because one we were you know we had to we had to make money and figure out ways to fill in the gaps of our income um and then also we we wanted to come out on the other side you know better and stronger for this and and uh you know on on the flip side have you know have everything in place for when everything comes back to normal and kind of get a running start for when that you know when that happens yeah so i mean you want to tell i mean so this is kind of what we did not kind of this is exactly what we did we launched a series um specifically on facebook um and it was we used our team out in london element software group um we actually used ruben in particular he's our graphic design guy wonderful awesome talents and we did some animations uh, essentially what those animations were were breaking down tiers in the services that we offered and step you know tier one two three and we brought together you know we kind of had a conversation about is we want to go more corporate and what i mean by the word corporate is very simple very just blatant you know starting at 499 dollars these are the services you get plus you, know, you can get more but if you want you go to this one and the graphics were very simple. They were very um, appealing. But at the end of the day, there was no, you know, you didn't have to really think about it. It was just exactly what it was. It was a direct call to action. If you wanted it, here it is. This is who we are. Um, so we did a little Facebook campaign on that. And now- it was, you know, it was at a time where everyone else was cutting back on budgets and we and we were, you know, we figured that we should reinvest back into ourselves and market ourselves because, I mean, to date, we really haven't had to, you know, give a sales pitch and, and try to, you know, pitch a pit or do a cold call or bring on new clientele. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, that's that's where the whole concept came from is like, let's dive in. Let's jump onto the, into that side of things. Let's like Will was saying a little more corporate, a little more direct call to action, not really, you know, skirting around the bush, just get right into it. And from that one, I mean, we ran it for about two weeks and we had maybe half a dozen new um, leads. leads. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, two of them already have panned out in, yeah. into a consistent monthly income, which was mm-hmm. which was awesome to see. Um, and then we have, you know, there's a couple more. I think we have to write three proposals today, actually. We do. So. We're we're a little uh, back on work. So, um, but that's that's okay. That's a good thing. No, it's a very good thing, mm-hmm. especially especially right now. And it's also knowing your clientele and and knowing who to target. That was the other big thing. Is while there's a lot of companies suffering brick and mortar, and we did do a campaign specific to target those people for when we came out of the pandemic. But we also did a campaign targeted towards the. Um, you know the the technological companies and and the people that are still raking in so much money you know especially firearms to video games everything on that and anything digital anything has just, tiger king related still making money has exploded um it's so crazy how Right now, you know, you have one side of the country who is struggling to make ends meet, and then you have this other side of the country, and I'm just, you know, very generic. But that's exactly making so much money right, right now because the people, you know. So my always my analogy I always give everybody: the people that were worth like a couple million, people that had some good disposable income to make, those are the new waves of the thirty to forty to fifty millionaires now, because this is the opportunity for you to level up. But it's interesting. The only way you can ever level up is if when you have disposable income, a good amount of it. So anytime there's any any sort of tragedy, like in the housing crisis, you know, you look at the, the, the total crash of, oh my God, that was terrible. People made billions. The people that made billions were the ones that were just, God, you benefit from others tragedies well and that's essentially i mean i hate to say it that's exactly what it is and listen it it's just business it's you know, right timing you had the money you were there strategy and it, well yeah strategy I mean, I timing guess, is definitely sense. a big one a little bit right. of luck and hard right. work right exactly you know the the big thing is there's a term that i learned when i was doing stocks back in the day you never be a you you never ever want to be a pig and And a pig, my meaning is, you know, you never bite off more than you can chew because that's when you get caught with your pants down. And once that happens, you've exposed yourself and there's no coming back from it unless you're that guy that always gets memed in the, you know, tornado memes. Well, (laughs) (laughs) if you guys don't know that reference, it's so funny. Uh, We saw we saw companies and brands and products explode that you wouldn't really think of um you know what do you mean like what like art supplies for example oh yeah 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 uh, you know stuff that that in a normal you right. know everyday scenario it, you don't really think of and when you're lacking income or you're not working you right. wouldn't how to entertain yourself i mean sure, you wouldn't think to buy Netflix that stuff stocks. i mean my god right like we went to michael's and it was just cleared out it's it's been cleared out for months now you know mountain Um, bikes i've been trying to buy a new mountain bike for two months i have been going through every company like it's my new obsession i love it and everything's sold out mm -hmm. everyone has bought mountain bikes and it's incredible because supposedly i'm not talking about like 200 dollars dick mountain bikes i'm talking about five thousand six thousand dollar bikes here that are like primo which that just tells you you know your your target market and that's that's essentially exactly who we were going after our Brands like that and companies like that that just can't keep up can't keep up with their uh, their orders. But a lot of it too is you know. So here's the other issue: we look at that and we say, okay, wow, everyone's buying all these things. 
but that's not necessarily true. So you have to dive a little deeper into it, and that's the business side of it. You have to look at the raw materials. So one of the biggest factors, and I can give this, for example, our one client, our biggest local client, um, you know, their car dealership, and the plants are not producing the cars. It has nothing to do with being sold out. It's not that people are just going out there rampantly buying all these things. Although that did happen too. That yeah, that did. It did that, happen. But it we, didn't we make an impact on the fact that since the plants were shut down, <laughs> there was nothing being produced. So there is nothing to buy. No new stock coming exists. in. And then you go even farther than that. You know, in order to make a car, you still need, you know, raw aluminum. You need raw steel. Those plants have also been shut down. So it's like, okay, wait a minute. So the raw material isn't even coming out of the earth to go to the plant to refine it, to then press it, to stamp it, and then be put together. in a You know, it's like it goes back. And now so the problem is you look at all these layers it takes to get, you know, the raw earth. Okay, that's plant A. And then, of course, you have step F over here is the salesman shaking the hand and actually selling the car. When all those plants in between are shut down, it's like the timing. When does this one open? When does this one open? How long is it going to take to get things back and rolling? Importation from right. overseas. It's, it's all crazy. That's been so you look down. at all these things. It's it's not that the world has just gone on a buying spree. It's just that a lot of things have shut down, and manufacturing has stopped, which really affects our day to day lives. Such, excuse me, such as a bicycle. I mean, it's it's frame. It's a frame. You need the material. Mm-hmm. Now it's interesting. And it shows something that I really appreciate. Guns, and once again, goes back down to our bread and butter, firearms. You know, that's still raw material. It's still metal. We still need stamped metal. But I don't know too many places that have run out of guns. Now, meaning, meaning this, meaning this, meaning this. Uh, gun stores are selling out constantly, and they're putting their order in, and they're getting more guns. But what I'm saying is they're able to get more guns. Yes and no. Um, so what I'm, it, the my ba- point is there's a surplus and it's great. The, the back order on firearms is definitely a lot lower than it is on ammunition. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were, I was talking to a friend of ours that, that works for an ammo company and they are currently back ordered 32 million rounds. <laughs> Say that again. 32 million rounds. That's he like said, some, if he uh, said, if you ordered today, you wouldn't get it till October and that was three weeks ago. So maybe it's now November. That's crazy. That's wild. That's crazy. It's wild. 32 million rounds. They they met this year and next year's sales goals <laughs> in two months. I don't even... And then you got marketing firms like us going, hmm, where's our numbers like that? I want to show I want to show our numbers go up like that, but they're not. I mean, just they don't, the business, we don't sell anything. Right. I mean, well, in a sense... And that's that's where being diverse in your income is so important. Right. You know, multiple streams of income. Extremely important. Very, very important. You can't rely on one thing, especially when you're in business for yourself, especially across different industries. So we got started in the firearms industry. We've moved to our local market. We, we do a lot of stuff with. Damn, I just squirted myself in the face with coffee. Nice. Yeah. And um, I just hit my eyeball. Very nice. Yeah. It's okay. I got it though. Continue. Delicious. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've done stuff Wait, with what? we've done delicious. stuff with your coffee. That's so awkward. Supercar why is it awkward? I don't know. Did you hear you say delicious. I didn't like that. Delicious. I feel like I need to social distance myself even more than even more away from you. <laughs> anyway, so you know, everything wah, wah, from guns wah. to oh 
It's not connected to the system. Sorry. It's not? No. I asked you 15 times. We have all this cool, we have this thing, soundboard, and I, there's buttons on there that do different things like wah, wah, wah. <laughs> you know? And if I press it, we can hear it, but you can't. Yeah. Sorry. Sad. Uh, anyways, so, you know, our, our clientele is pretty diverse. Started in the firearms industry, moved to sports cars and, and supercars, and then to the local market here in Myrtle Beach. And our latest trend, latest being, you know, past year, give or take, is moving into the gaming industry, which, once again, has exploded. Um, and, I, I mean, that's a lot of conversation for a whole another day. But point being is having a diverse clientele, you know, specifically when it comes to services is, is critical when something unforeseen. I mean, who could have ever imagined that this would be a thing, that any that the entire world economy would just come to a screeching halt on all fronts. What in what, what dichotomy do we live in that that's even a potential possibility? Well, I mean, I, I could have never imagined it, but, um, you know, they say history repeats itself and we are long overdue as a civilization, as a country, that some serious epic shit goes down, and I think this is the start of that. Not start. This isn't the fucking start. We, we're in it. We're in it right now. This is wild. I mean, every day it just gets crazier and crazier. Um, so, no, would I have imagined it, but am I surprised? And the reason why I'm not really I'm not surprised, surprised is, you know, I remember it was 11.58, uh, December 31st. 2019 and um, I got my bottle of champagne as I always do with all my friends and we start shaking them up and we see that you know 12 o'clock 2020 and I popped that bottle I happened to hit somebody in the face with my cork um, you know and I remember saying to myself after I apologized to the nice fellow that I hit in the face <laughs> fella with my cork I'm like 2020 is gonna be a fucking epic year this is gonna be the best year Ever. So I should have known at that point after I said that. I mean, but let's be honest. For us personally, it's been a pretty awesome year. We can't really complain. Like, we got we got through this a lot eh. easier than a lot of people did. Eh. It could always be better, but it well, definitely could The reason why we got worse. through it easier because we'd always relied on ourselves. We'd always right. See, you're wrong on that aspect because we're always so used to relying on the company, and the company is us. So there is no one else to rely on. So it didn't, it didn't matter. Right, exactly. We didn't wake up on a Monday and have our boss say, oh, you're furloughed or, oh, hey, you're laid off or, hey, you know, when Friday came, we never really expected a paycheck because we never got one. Exactly. So who gave a shit? Exactly. Nothing really mattered. Nothing really changed because we were still living the same way. That's my, that's exactly my point. Right. Right. But that wasn't necessarily a good thing. It's not. Yeah. But it's also not sitting I'm, at home without any sort of income. Well, where have you been for the past two months? I haven't gotten any income. Fuck, what are you talking about? What, the, what anyway, planet are you on? Why don't we? Why don't we? All this rambling and and ranting. Yeah, we needed some good uh, commentary. But why don't we finish this off mm -hmm. with some advice for moving through the rest of the year for our listeners? You know, specifically yep. from a marketing standpoint. During uncertain times, whether it's a pandemic or riots or whatever else is on the horizon. So my, my advice is, number one, make sure you look at your own firm, your own company, your own business, and put everything you have back into that. 
make yourself the best client you possibly can be. So if it's videography, editing, uh, social, uh, social media management, whatever, learn as much as you possibly can about yourself and don't not give yourself that clout you deserve. So advertise that you're the best, you know everything. And when you go into a situation and you get an opportunity to pitch to someone and they say, well, uh, what about this part? Can you do this avenue? Even if you're not 100% sure and you don't really know what it is, you know what your answer should always be? Yes. Don't ever say no. I don't care what it is. Because I've been in that situation a million times over. I have no idea where to even start, but I say yes because I know. I don't have to give them the answer right now. They'll get right back to you. We'll figure it all out. It'll be great. If you hesitate and you say, well, I don't know, that hesitation in your voice and your turn, that will give them mistrust and they will never really believe you can do it. But if you say yes instantly and you give 110%, you can go home. There's fucking Google, guys. You can Google anything. Anything in the world, I think you build a rocket. Matter of fact, there is some crazy guy that built a rocket. He ended up dying, but he built a rocket and he did it. So the point is, you can do anything. So in this time of um, you know social isolation and all this other shit, focus on yourself, focus on your business, be the best that you possibly can, learn as much as you can, and then after you do that, tell everyone you are the best. So that's mine. And then become the best. Don't just tell them you're the best. Figure it the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever been in a situation where you said yes and then you fell flat on your face and didn't figure it out? Or no. have you always come through? No. Never. You just figure it out. Because, because, and here's why. I say that. Now, did I do it? No. But I ended the conversation and I was able to word the situation to where it was better off that I don't do it. Because I found someone else that fit their needs better. So I'm going to give just a weird example. Um, uh, well, to I think that's just knowing your limits. It's not even knowing your right. It's it's you look at what's best for the customer because it's a, it's like everything we do is a long term play. You just don't ever admit you can't do it. This right. is my whole point. You know, let's be honest. If you're in the if you go into a marketing meeting and the CFO is in the corner and goes, "Oh, well, we need a forensic accountant." And you're like, oh, I could do that. You know, I think everyone in the room is going to look at you like you're absolutely insane, you know, but you could possibly pull up some shit that you have a background in accounting and your, you know, your grandpa did the forensic accounting on the Titanic. I don't know. It's all about who you know. Something crazy. Right. Because if you're, if you can be a connector, you know, that's, that's a starting point. Even if you don't know the specific topic or the answer to it, you can find someone who does and be the guy that solves that problem. Yeah, good answer. Yeah. Now, my my piece of advice is no matter what situation you find yourself in... Always bring wet ones to the toilet. Exactly. Um, there's always someone out there that wants to buy something. There's always a customer base that has money. It's your job as a service provider, as someone who sells a product, to figure out what they need and to fill that niche. Like, if I had known... Four, four months ago that everyone was going to be sitting on their couch watching Netflix, I probably would have thrown all my stock into Netflix. You know, that's a little different than, than a, you know, a specific product that you're selling door to door or whatever, but find something, what? 
I was with you until you said the whole Netflix. You were talking about products, now you're talking about Netflix. Well, what? I mean, it's a service. You know, you're okay. stuck on your couch. It's not like you're. It's yeah, not like you're like me saying if something. I watched the lottery and then I went back in time and bought the right lottery tickets. Well, I mean, if you had known that we were going to be stuck on our couch, wouldn't have you done the same thing? No, I I don't know about Netflix necessarily. I would have maybe like once I mean, again, very I, generic example. All right. Okay. I just like busting your balls. Jeez, will. Point, like point being is there's always someone out there that wants to spend money no matter no matter the situation. You just got to figure out a way to well, yeah. to provide them uh, some level of value. Well, yeah, people got a $1,200 stimulus check and then they ended up spending $4 million. I mean, it makes perfect sense, you know? Who did that? I, a lot of people. People that got the $1,200 stimulus check somehow managed to spend ten grand with their $1,200 stimulus check. Did you it's get wild. a stimulus check? No, I did not. Did Me you? Neither. No. No. So on that note, no stimulus check for Ben and I. We uh, bid you all adieu, and thank you for tuning in. Next time, uh, we are going to have a guest on board, so it should be fun. We'll talk about the gaming industry, how she got her start. And I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. We'll check in soon. See you guys. Bye.